Tonight, I am Mama Mac, along with my co-host, the famous Dr. Angel. Dr. Angel, there you go, Doctor. We're so glad you're here tonight. Last week was Thanksgiving, so we were kind of not here. No, we were not. (laughs) We were with family. It actually happened on a Thursday, so we uh, ran a show we did last year on Thanksgiving. We don't normally do that. Our shows are fresh, and we are live in the Tampa Bay area tonight. So if you would like to call in during this show, you may do it. Sometimes we have to tape ahead of time. We don't normally do that, but we are live on the air, 727-441-3000. You can call in, and you can text in to our Google number. 727-888-4171 with your questions or comments. A lot of people we find, Doctor, are more comfortable texting than calling in and having their voice on the air and, and, you know, all that kind of thing. And that's fine. We love to text, and we certainly get people that respond to these shows. 727-441-3000 is the call-in number. 727-888-4171 is the text number. So write those down somewhere. I am so excited about this show tonight, Doctor. And it's part of our series that we've kind of had accidentally, not on purpose for the last year, here and there, not every every week. It's kind of our Give Yourself a Gift series. It absolutely is. And, you know, and that's really part of the whole journey that I think we've been walking with everyone is right. we, giving ourselves gifts. And right. each little nugget is helping us to live that go yard kind of life. That's right. Hitting a home run instead of striking out. That's what go yard means. And, you know, Ellen and used to be Oprah had all these shows at Christmas time where they would give gifts, all kinds of crazy expensive gifts, you know, and I'm sure people try to get tickets for those shows years in advance, whatever. But, you know, those are material things, and those are great, and those shows are exciting, and people walk away with a whole lot of loot. But what we give here on Go Yard is sound, practical advice and wisdom, I like to think, on how to live better lives and hit those home runs in life, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And living the Go Yard life is... That gives us peace and yes. purpose and just makes things go better for ourselves. Purpose and passion. Those are your words, it right? It does. Passion yeah. and purpose. Right. So tonight we're going to give ourselves a gift. Now, not that we have never talked about this subject because we have in the past, but we're going to approach it from a little different angle and we're going to approach it from an angle that I think most people really need to hear because I think no matter how many times we talk about this subject, It's a subject that needs to really be discussed thoroughly, don't you think? I agree with you. And, you know, sometimes we need those gentle reminders. Right. Absolutely. And this gift that we um, are proposing to give to you all tonight, give yourself the gift of, here we go, ready for my bell, letting go. Wow. Letting go, Dr. Angel. That's it. And what can you define that for us, doctor, as far as what does it really mean to let go and what kind of things are we talking about letting go of? Well, you know what I I found um, working with people in therapy is a lot of people come to me and they're holding on to things. Sometimes it's pains of their past. Sometimes it's anxiety. Sometimes it's disappointments. Right. Um, It can be a a lot of things that they hang on to and and they're trying to, I kind of liken it to a backpack and I think we've even used this analogy before but it's like when they're holding on it's like they're adding these bricks in this backpack and they're trying to go and have a good life and they're carrying this heavy emotional weight right and it's not working and it causes depression it causes all kinds of stuff anxiety fear it doesn't work very well and you feel way down that's why I like the backpack analogy because you do you feel really way down and so Letting go is about removing those things that we put in our back, our proverbial right. backpack so that we are free. 
Right. And it's really cutting that loose from us. Absolutely. Because we spend way too much time as human beings worrying about the past, things we can't change, of course, worrying about the hurts of that we all have and things that have happened to us. And we go back and we play those old tapes, you know, all the time. A lot of people do. Well, we do. You know, medical will tell research will tell us that some uh, sleep is one of the biggest problems medically for Americans. Right. Why aren't we sleeping? Well, a lot of it is they can't get that the brain to stop because they're ruminating over old thoughts yes. or future worries or the things in their backpack. Right. Or what might happen? What ifs? The what ifs? The what ifs. And yes. so we take this show very seriously, although we have a lot of fun on it. <laughs> and um, I want to remind people that we aren't just casual people here wanting to do a show. I, you know, I respect all of your abilities, doctor. And with a PhD now and uh, being a licensed mental health counselor right here in Clearwater, Florida, seeing families, seeing children, parents that you do on a daily basis. You have years of experience. I have years of experience in the pastoral area of counseling. And together, we really try to, to show people a better way of life, right? And and a way to live that's not going to be bogged down by the things that so many people are bogged down by. Absolutely. And that's what this is all about. Woo! Okay. So all the people that we try to control. Um, you know, a couple weeks ago, we did a Q&A show, question and answer. We didn't even get through nearly all the topics we wanted to that night. I think we only got through eight questions. So if you missed that show, it will be up on our GoYard2014.org website in the next couple days. And it, it was a question and answer show, and there was a lot of good questions. But at the end of it, we looked at each other and we said on air, it seems like there is a theme that runs on this show tonight and it wasn't intentional it just happened because these are the questions that came in from our audience yes it does and what was that theme doctor that theme is individuals trying to control other people's actions right and so that was very evident that night on that Q&A show so why do people do this doctor why do they continually you know get involved in trying to control and 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 not letting go of things that have bothered them for so long what's the problem here well there's a lot of problems that can cause this um sometimes it's fear-based and we'll get into that a little bit later on okay. sometimes it's just, they think they know the right and only way right and so they need the other people to do it the way they think it needs to be done right so there's a lot of things sometimes it's just that that fear of you know losing the relationship or things not turning out the way they want fear is a big undercurrent to us trying to control other people right and it's hard to let go and, it's, and it is it's hard to let go and it's funny because i was reading um on facebook about a week ago somebody had posted um well you can't make somebody change something when they can't see what they're doing is wrong and i had to reply well you can't make anyone change anything period <laughs> End of very that story. good right exactly that but that's this false belief that we believe right in our culture that i can make somebody do something different or the way i think they need to do it so when it's not happening i'm putting bricks in my bag because i'm feeling frustrated angry overwhelmed disappointed and it's because a lot of times we think we have the answer. We could do it better. And if they would see that situation the way it really is, in other words, through our eyes, then they would just automatically know that we were right and they were wrong, right? Absolutely. And, you know, and I want to kind of preface this because, you know, when we talk about control, it, it's an ugly word. And, you know, there are people who intentionally just want to control people. And right. They're abusive in it. But the type of control we're really working on tonight is control that's really done with good intentions and maybe right. not we're realizing we're doing it. Right. You know, a parent who thinks that this would be a great journey for his or her child, you know, wants them to go to college, you know, and the child wants to be a musician, you know, so right. they try to exert that control and they're thinking it's for their child's best interest. And in reality, it may be, but we can't. It's still, we can't do that. No, but it's very common in our society. Absolutely. And a common. lot of times we think we know better as a parent, as a grandparent, as a spouse, as a coworker. Oh, just do it this way. That's what I hear you saying. And don't you think a lot of that is because we think that they can't, they're not capable, whoever they are, this person, that they're not capable of making the right decision. And we don't really trust their instincts maybe well that's absolutely one of the things you know okay. 
one of the ways to stop, to let go of trying to control people is to start trusting people. Okay. Because when we're trying to control it, we're giving them uh, the message that I don't trust you to do this. Yeah, but how come, what, what about the fact that a lot of times we're justified in that because they've messed up so many times and proven that they can't be trusted, right? To make good quality decisions. Well, we're going to really hit on that later on in the show, but it's a lack of faith is one of the, that's a big issue going on. I have a lack of faith that you're going to handle this the way I think it needs to be handled. Right. Um, and so we need to start learning to trust people. But we set ourselves up as the be all and the all, you know, end all, whatever, that that we have the right answer for this problem, whatever's going on. Right. And then we overwhelm ourselves because oh, okay. guess what? Everyone's running to us for all these answers and we're bombarded. And you know what? That's not how life works. Each person's on a journey. Right. And it's an individual journey and we need to learn to handle our journey for ourselves. And that's going to take having faith making mistakes maybe getting it right and learning on the journey and when we try to control we're robbing someone from, from their, their journey, journey right okay and a lot of times we have unreasonable expectations don't you think for how somebody can change or or handle a difficult situation maybe we've we're older maybe we've already gone through that in life and we think okay this should be obvious that they can see that this is the answer. What I'm telling them is the right way to handle this, right? Well, a lot of times we do. Um, unrealistic expectations and something that we don't verbalize or even acknowledge. A lot of times it's just something that we have in our minds. So what we do is we have this expectation. It could be morals or values-based or just life choice-based. That's a standard that we set for the people in our lives. Many times they're not even aware of this hidden standard we have for them <laughs> so what happens are we when, even aware of that hidden standard sometimes not and so what happens when somebody <laughs> doesn't live up to that right well we feel this need to control because we need it to, to come back into the standard and we're overwhelmed and disappointed right a lot yeah and so these unrealistic expectations can really hurt our relationships and stress us to the max right so what we need to do is Let's start examining some of these expectations Whoa. that we put on other people's lives. So you're you're saying or encouraging our audience that the the life relationships that they have that are causing them so much stress and anguish and pain need to be evaluated. Oh, absolutely. And you know, and a lot of them can be very values and moral based. Okay, um, and that's where it's easy to justify. Okay. Um, you know, and sometimes it, we can even justify it, but it still doesn't make the action of trying to control someone's life right. Right. So even if we can justify this, it's and the say, a practice we shouldn't be doing. Say the Bible says, or or my counselor said, or, you know, whatever. We, we give a, an authority to why we're thinking what we're thinking a lot of times, don't we? Absolutely, we do. Like, I have... Um, a patient that I worked with and she had adult children who could not handle their finances at all. And they would get evicted time and time again and have to move back in with her because they couldn't make it on their own painful, because painful. they decided, you know, <laughs> the TVs and the game systems were their priority with their finances. And so this person decided she was going to try and control them by budgeting their money and handling their bills for them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, good intentions. She wanted them to be able to live on their own bad method. So what's wrong with that, doctor? Well, the method of trying to control what they're doing and taking over and doing it for them, they don't get to learn. Right. And the method of getting to come back and live in her house every time they get evicted, they know they have a safe place to fall on. Ooh, and why would we do good. it different? Yeah, right. Why? And I looked at her and said, well, why would they do this different? Yeah. What'd she say? Well, she looked at me in shock and she's like, I can't let them go on the street. I said, well, yeah, pain can. brings <laughs> change pain brings change whoa okay pain brings change and so often would you agree with me doctor that the reason we slip into these controlling behaviors is because we don't want our loved one or our friend to experience pain right a lot of times we could be thinking we're rescuing them from right that rescuing. Pain, but what we're also doing is robbing them of experience to teach. Ooh, rescuing versus robbing. I've been a good rescuer in the past, I'll tell you. Um, codependent behavior, right? It definitely can be. You know, and there's, you know, times that we can rescue some, but when we rescue and we're making this a habit, we're we're taking away that other person's ability to learn 
and grow right. from choices. And so we're taking that natural sowing and reaping and we're intervening and we're taking that away. Yeah. We can't do that. We don't want to do that. And so we think we're helping and we have great intentions and we just want this person to have the best. And that's great to want that, but they have to learn to make the choices right. to help themselves. And actually you can help them more if you, here's the word for the hour, let go. Let go. And so that's what letting go is. Letting go is let me look at my expectations. Let me look at what I am projecting on a people. Okay. So that I maybe I need to let go of some of those expectations and understand each person has the right to have their own values and right. moral code and make choices. And they will make poor choices. They will make good choices. And that's learning and growing. So we're not saying that we have to let go of the relationships in our life. And we want to make that clear to our audience. We're not saying you got to cut off, sever all the relationships in your life that are causing you stress. No, that's not what you're saying. Not at all. What I'm saying is we need to let go our control of these relationships. Because that's where the problem really is. Well, it really is. You know, we just had a holiday week last week. And, you know, how many people dread going home because their parents or some family member is trying to control some aspect of their lives. Right. You know, I work with a lot of um, upper 20s, early 30 therapists, and and most of them dreaded going home because they were going to get that proverbial question of, well, when are you getting married? Right. Yeah. You know, and they, they're not even dating because they've put a lot into their careers right now. And so, and they the people in their family think they're helping and whatever, but they're yeah. really working on that control with some of the ways that they do all and it I makes, have, well yeah. my neighbor boy is here for you guys should go on a date you know kind of thing. right yeah and you know it sounds cute and fun but the reality of it is is we got to be careful because right. it's not so letting go we're what we're saying tonight give yourself the gift of letting go does not mean that you quit loving that person or you quit supporting them in some way with your with your i don't know um no, but praise letting, or whatever the case may be, but go ahead. But letting go is looking at what are, what are my expectations for this person. Right. And, you know, when we're dealing with minor children, that's a whole other area because right. we are helping them learn and to develop a moral and values role and compass. Right. So that's a different area. But when we're working adult to adult, that's what we're talking we're about. We're talking tonight. that way. And mm -hmm. even adult children are still adults. Right. So we've got to somehow acknowledge what our own motives are here for control and, and not letting go. I mean, a lot of times we're getting something from this, right? We're always getting something or we oh, wouldn't be doing it. Oh, okay. All right. That's all right, doctor. What do you mean? Explain that. Well, there's always a payoff. Okay. When we are trying to control, if it's letting them have a better quality of life or having them do something we think they should do right. or something that benefits us in some way, um, there's some kind of motive behind why we do it. Right. Because why would we care if we didn't have a benefit in some way? Okay. So it could just be that feeling, oh, my, you know, this person's successful and that makes me feel good because that was my grown child or whatever, or my friend or my coworker, or it could be oh, I need this behavior because it's I'm getting a, a real good benefit from it. So we right. need to kind of look at what that motive is. And a lot of times, don't you think the motive might be just so that I am not so worried and anxious about this person? It could be that. Absolutely. Which goes back to me again, right? I, I If I can control this person's behavior better, then I won't wake up in the middle of the night worried about where they are, why they haven't come in tonight, or or what kind of trouble are they in now? You know, it, it, it goes back to me and my worry or my stress, right? Well, control always goes back to me. Okay. Ooh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I know. Right. It's, it's kind of ugly to say it that way, isn't it? Yeah, but, it does. but you're right. It, it really does. When we're trying to control, it goes back to what, how it benefits me. Right. It's all about me and what I'm thinking in the moment or what I feel or what what's happening to me. And so what happens is when we have a motive for control, which there's right. always something underlying this motive, well, it's kind of becomes manipulation at that point. Whoa. You know, this is kind of hard stuff. It is. It is. But it's good stuff. I mean, because we're giving ourselves a gift of letting go. So this has got a positive effect on our lives if we will listen to this and take it seriously and realize that there's not one of us that does not control to some degree. Sure. Right? And you know what? I have to find myself all the time going, oops, I need to back that up. Right. 
Exactly. So, but the thing is, when you listen to a show like this or you're made more aware of the problem, then suddenly you will start catching yourself when you see these things, right? And well, when you, when you give yourself this gift of letting go of trying to control others, you are setting yourself free. Yeah. You're going to have healthier relationships. Right. You're going to have, you're going to feel better because you're taking those bricks off that backpack and right. you're not carrying so much weight. And really what you're trying to do when you're controlling other people is really an impossible plight. It is. Because they will, people will let you control them to the degree of relationship you have with them. But really, a lot of the times, they don't want to be around you. Right. Yeah. That's right. Because they know that they're going to get a sermon or they're going to get a, what are, what are you doing now? You know. So you're going to get a lower quality relationship. Right. And, Absolutely. And they're going to dread spending time with you because you are picking on them, quote unquote. And it's going to be more distant. And right. It's not going to be as real. Woo. All right. We got more to talk about in the next few minutes. Don't go away, audience. Give yourself the gift of letting go. It's a natural reaction, driven to distraction, quiet, the ghosts will never meet. Oh, and I don't know where they go when they vanish in the corners of my eyes. And I don't know why. I don't know. If they stay below, rise up to the sky. But I'm letting go. I'm letting go. It's a history that never really grows. I'm letting go. I'm letting go. It's a silent wind that never. This is the Tan Talk Radio Network. This is Megan, an independent ambassador for Plexus, the pink drink. There is finally a healthy solution to help you lose weight. It's a most natural product that will burn fat, not muscle. People around the country are experiencing amazing results, and you can too. Check out my independent ambassador website for my contact info, testimonials, and product information at mkramer, K-R-A-M-E-R, dot myplexus, P-L-E-X-U-S, products.com show me the money it's the employment opportunity hour with gene hodge every thursday night from seven until eight so the purpose of the show is to help you out there to find something that you enjoy doing instead of a job and at the start of the show i normally give out a formula which i know will guarantee you to find the type of job that you want right now find out the formula to an enjoyable job with gene hodge's employment opportunity hour every thursday night from seven until eight here on the tan talk radio network show me the money Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. This is the Tan Talk Radio Network, AM 1340, WTAN. Let it go, let it go, can't hold me back anymore. Chris has been having a great time acting out that song, and he really is really good at that. That's great. Hey, we are talking about a really cool topic tonight. It's giving yourself a gift in part of our series, ongoing series that happens from time to time, the gift series. And this one is give yourself a gift of 
letting go. Uh, I'm Mama Mac here with Dr. Angel. And Dr. Angel, we've been talking about some pretty nitty-gritty difficult stuff. And if you want to weigh in, audience, on this, you can call in because we're live in the Tampa Bay area right now. When this airs on Starcom Media, you can just use our text number, not the live phone number. 727-441-3000 is the phone number, the text number for our Starcom Media network friends. And anytime, 24-7-365 is 727-888-4171. Text your questions, comments, or just something you want us to discuss on Go Yard. So we're glad you're with us tonight. And Dr. Angel, we've been talking about the difficulty of letting go, even though it's a wonderful gift to give yourself. It's hard. It is a very hard gift. <laughs> and and why is it so hard? Well, it's easy to put bricks in our little proverbial backpack and pick up a lot of things that we let us weigh us down. Right. And so getting rid of them, it, it's hard because it's learning a new way of doing things. Right. And it is. Yes. And we stress over all this stuff when we feel like people are not measuring up to what we want them to measure up to. If it's our children, our grandchildren, it's friends, it's a spouse. It's hard. We do. We it's hard. stress out. And then it makes us want to control others more because we want to reduce our own stress and our own anxiety. So ah, yes. it's really a motive. Some, a lot of the times can be our own inner struggles and feelings about what's going on or the world around us. So if, if this person will just do it the way I think they should and they'll come out of this and I'll feel better because I won't be worried about this person or stressed over that or the situation or Or whatever it is that we're trying to control. And so really we need to look at what's motivating us to do this. Um, Yeah. And then we need to kind of evaluate the outcomes. Okay. What do you mean by that? Well, what's happening when we try to control other people? We talked about it hurts the quality of our relationship. People might not want to be around you. It does. Yeah. Be aware of how things are ending up. Right. Are you getting more superficial phone calls? Are they not calling as often? Are they not? Oh, those are around? clues, right? Yeah, big flags. Something's <laughs> and, not some, happening. Yeah, they don't want to spend as much quality time with you. They're more superficial. They don't want to get in, tell you what's going on in their life, really. Yeah, you're just going to get a the, clue, don't the you think? surface details. Right. Um, so really sit back and try to notice how others feel or react when you're exerting your control um, on them. And think about if you stopped doing this, what would be the result? Wow. Okay, maybe the result is they make that really crappy choice. Right. And a lot of times that is the problem, and we know it's going to be the problem. <laughs> but that's what it is. Right. And so what the problem is, is we keep trying, when we're using control in others, we're really interfering with the sowing and reaping concept. Let yes. individuals, what they sow, they reap. So they sow one thing, but we're intervening so they can reap something else. It's a biblical principle, you know. And it's, it's, if you sow love, you're going to reap love. If you sow hatred, you're going to reap hatred, bitterness, bitterness. I mean, it works. I mean, I'm old enough to know through my life, I've seen it over and over again. Evil people, the, the junk they plan eventually and plant, eventually comes back on them in some form. Absolutely. But that's what's part of their own process and journey. And so right. we really need to look at the outcomes because our goal is to have peace. Right. To have healthy relationships. And, and to do that, we cannot control other people. No. Even if what we're trying to control will make their life better or easier. And we're sure that it will. Sometimes we are very <laughs> sure it will. Wow. Okay. So evaluate the outcomes. What do you mean by that? Well, just look at what's happening when we're trying to control. Look at the relationship. Look at what's going on. Evaluate it. Okay. How are they feeling? Okay. So, and a lot of times it goes just the opposite of the way we want it to go, right? Here's the issue. Okay. True. So if we can start evaluating and looking at how other people are feeling, we'll be more aware of when we're doing it. Because a lot of times we're trying to control and we have really no idea that's really what we're doing. Because our motive isn't bad or ill will or negative. Our motive is love a lot of times or something positive. And so when we can start having that awareness... It will help us to acknowledge that this is even happening. So things can go the opposite way. Absolutely. That is one of the concepts. So we're so in control. So the tighter I'm drawing on you, what are you trying to do? Run. You're trying to go the other way. (laughs) Exactly. So when we, especially manipulation, um, you know, I think there's a difference between control and manipulation. I think sometimes control can happen 
you know, without us really being fully aware, but manipulation cannot. Right. Manipulation is intentional and it's a deceptive, generally speaking. You're trying to accomplish something without really telling people what it is you're trying to do, right? Right. There is no, that is very purposeful. But what happens is things backfire. Right. You know, I see it all the time with, um, and we used a lot of kid examples, but this is another it's kid okay. example. No, well, yeah, that's what you work with. So when fun. people want to get married, your kids want to get married, and they're picking a par- person to marry that you do not want. So right. what are you trying to do? Keep them from that person? What right. are they going to go do? That's exactly Romeo what they're going to do. Romeo and Juliet, go run off. Right. They're getting. They're going to get in a more serious relationship just by the fact you're trying to control it. Right. But but as a parent, and you and I both are, and me as a grandparent, you really want the best for your kid. I was just having a talk this afternoon with one of my daughter-in-laws about one of my grandsons and just some of the destructive things that are going on right now in a relationship with a girl, okay? And we were going, what can we do, you know? Well, really, the answer is not much. You know, he's got to learn, Right. Absolutely. And so what we can do is we can talk about healthy relationships or we can, you know, when I'm seeing something very destructive that actually hits the what we call in therapy, the power and control, we'll we'll look at it and we'll take it out and just let's be aware of it. But they still have to make their own decisions if they're dating this person. Right. And, you know, as a mother of three teenage boys, I've had my boys have dated women that I absolutely knew were not right going to work. It was not going to be healthy. Um, But you know what? They've, we talked about healthy relationships, unhealthy relationships, and they learned their lessons the hard way, but they learned. But you're saying they have to do it themselves. Yes. And, and I do agree with that. I really do. And, I mean, the bottom line of the conversation with my daughter-in-law was there wasn't a whole lot we could do. I mean, it, it, except for prayer. Prayer. And, you know, talking about what kind of relationship you yes. want and what's healthy and unhealthy. Right. And just making it a conversation in general. and Not, not, a, not a lecture. Not a lecture. Just a conversation. In a right. conversation. I but, think that's good. Yeah. So it does. You get the backfire principle a lot of times. Or when people are afraid of losing people, they try to control them. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, this yes. This happens in friendships, romantic oh, relationships. romantic relationships. Yes. So what they're doing is they really are, like, driving the other person away. Yeah. Or are they significantly are hurt in that relationship? Well, basically, people don't want to be controlled. They want to be allowed to live their lives, right? I mean, even little tiny kids. I have baby grandkids that are, um, you know, like two years old, you know, and they already have a mind of their own. You know, they already know how they want to do this or that or and how they want to dress themselves, too, even at two. Yes, I mean, it's do. ridiculous, but they, they do. do. You know? Here's the thing. With control, what we're doing is we're attempting to take away someone's power. Right. But what we really need to do is give people their power. And even two-year-olds need to have controlled power. Right. They need to learn, I make this choice and I might get the timeout chair. Or exactly. I make this choice and, and you know, mommy's or daddy's happy with me. Right. But it's about choices and consequences. Everything we do in life is about choices and consequences. Boy, that's huge. Choices and consequences. It really is. And so when we don't let go of those around us and situations, we are trying to control the outcome of these choices. And because we think we know better. That's part of it. We do. We do think that. And, you know, it's funny because most of the time we really don't when it comes down the long road. Yeah. And, you know, when people who step in and intervene, they might save this situation and been able to control this but in the long haul it doesn't usually work out because people will find their freedom right absolutely i mean that's just in our human nature right i mean even god gives us free will absolutely absolutely Uh, you know my baby twins are my grandchildren are only two but my niece and and nephew have identical twin daughters also and they are seven and the other day at thanksgiving dinner we were talking about how they were getting ready to have a family picture and my niece said for the pictures i want the girls to dress alike you know for the pictures but the rest of their lives i mean they pick out what they wear and they never ever look alike and they have totally different styles they're seven they're identical but they dress so completely different sometimes you know and she's allowing that and i was just like good good job good Absolutely. job she's letting them a picture is a something different set spatial situation but she's allowing them to be their creative selves or their unique selves and that's exactly what we're talking about doing is letting others be who they are right um and that's hard to do 
So we support others, and a lot of times we support them by allowing them to make their choices, right? Absolutely. We, we support others. We don't have to agree with someone's choice right. to be supportive. But if we allow them that freedom of choice, it's really rather humbling for us, don't you think? It is very humbling for us. <laughs> you do have to definitely. Um, Isn't it? I mean, it's kind of like, oh, they're not doing it my way. I'm, I'll get, use myself as an example. I was a tomboy from a little tiny girl, okay? My aunts and now later years told me I was always wanting guns and I, I remember that. You know, baseballs and bats and all that kind of stuff. My two sisters very very feminine and had to have all the dolls and all the doll stuff and but what is cool is that my parents did buy me the things i wanted they did i mean limited we were missionary kids in central america but my life was athletics and playing you know baseball and i had all of, that was what i wanted for christmas and they honored that and they didn't try to change me into you know what i'm saying what my sisters were like which was kind of cool. That is very cool. And that's what it's about. We can support each other. We need to humble our expectations. Right. Humbling ourselves is letting go of our expectations, yeah. letting go of our wow. control, and letting another person be that individual. And even when they're making a poor choice, I can support you as a person. Right. I don't have to agree with the choice you're making, but I can support you as a person. Right. And how do you convey that, doctor? I mean, practically speaking, how do you convey that uh sentiment to the person that you're really maybe not too happy with their choices well just by engaging in a relationship with them and continuing to support them and and be a part of their lives and just don't make that issue whatever it is let's say it's you know they're the way they dress or the way they do their hair or maybe they're bald this week or whatever it is they're doing these kids and their choices it's just not make a big deal of it is that what you're suggesting doctor well, we don't have to make it the focus. Oh, there you go. Okay. It, we don't have to make it the focus. And All right. you know what? Sometimes it's okay to disagree. It's okay to disagree. We can think differently on this. You know, I, I deal with a lot of people who believe that they need to have like-minded friends. So all their friends need to share their religious and political values and beliefs. Seriously. They want like-minded friends. And because... That makes them feel like they're all the same political party. Oh my goodness! Seriously, really? Is this a trend for the younger generation? Because this is weird to me. It's becoming a trend of having like-minded people. Okay. Yes, I guess they get less offended, and our young generation is offended over everything right now. (laughs) They really are. But sidebar is no. We need to be able to widespread. We need to have friends of different religions and faiths and lifestyles and political thoughts because that's what is so enriching. Yes, we can think and believe differently right but i can still respect you and support you as my friend right and that's okay so maybe we just don't talk about this subject because we have strong differing beliefs but it doesn't mean i can't value you for who you are exactly there you go and well i guess where the problem runs in for so many people is that let's say politically if they they really want everybody to see it the way they see it that's control that's control. It is about control. When it we really meet is. All these like-minded. Now, when we're making, you know, spouse decisions or partner decisions, we might want people who are more similarly like-minded to us when we're well, yeah. building a home with them. Right. But we cannot cave our life in. And when we do, bad things happen. Right. I mean, there's been a lot of really negative examples in the news recently this year. Of right. People who've hubbered their lives in and all kinds of stuff ends up happening that's not right positive and so it's humbling ourselves and saying you know what i can still find the good in you even if i don't agree with your lifestyle or your religious views or your political views or your styling views or what movies you let your kids watch or whatever's going on so i guess the root of that is realizing that maybe somebody else is right for them that decision to be whatever wear those clothes or behave that way is okay for them it may not be for me but that means i still love them the way they are right right i'm not trying to change you and convert you into my you know wardrobe style or whatever it is that is different i'm right i'm just honoring you for you i'm a mother of three you're a mother of three my three kids couldn't be any different than each, from each other mine are the same I, way. I, I see traits of me in all three of them i see traits of their dad in all three of them but they're not the same person by any means they don't look alike nobody would even say my three kids even look alike <laughs> you, you're two of yours look alike but it, but that is really the way god creates us this unique individual 
right? Absolutely. And so learning to let go of controlling other people is just acknowledging that we're different. And it's wow. okay. It's okay to be different. It's okay. Doesn't it's mean we have okay. to agree with everything that somebody nope. else says. So when we get to that point, is there a is there an awareness that happens or we just gradually get there when we begin to learn to let go? When we well, maybe we've go. watched the movie Frozen so many times that the song is just down inside of us. I've never seen that movie I yet. I have not either. <laughs> so we're going to have to see it, Dr. Angel, because it seems to be very important. But is it just a is it a gradual process, I, I guess? I think it is. And I think as we learn That's to start letting asking. go of controlling people, we'll start, first of all, recognizing that we're doing it. Because I think a lot of us haven't gotten to that point. And then we'll start seeing, once we can start looking at it, we'll start seeing, oh, this is kind of affecting my relationship because I can see they're maybe a little more standoffish or they're not sharing things with me or whatever. And then... Warning signs, right? You start. Yeah. It's a process. But once you start getting into that process, you'll start being able to look at other people as another human on his or her journey and learning to value and respect that person for the sake that they're another human that you enjoy being with or having friendship right. with or whatever and it's okay that they think or their value system isn't what yours is or their life choices yeah. aren't what yours are it's okay it's okay it really is i have a t-shirt that a friend of mine bought me 25 years ago when i first started kayaking okay and it's a kayaking t-shirt but on the back it says this the journey is the destination absolutely and i have kept that shirt forever it's it's kind of raggedy i've worn it so much through the years but I love what it says. The journey is the destination. You want to amplify on that, doctor? Well, it's totally true. So the journey is, that is the, that's where the meat and potatoes are. Right. Meat and potatoes. That's where the meat and potatoes. Oh, I'm getting hungry. Um, (laughs) But you know, we deal with two kinds of people. There's product people and process people. Whoa, 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 whoa. Got to write that down. There are product people and process people and you can find out which one you are simply by when you put a puzzle together are you a race to have the whole thing done so you can glue it up or do you enjoy finding each piece where they go and taking your time Mm. when you're knitting something do you want to just knit it through so you have the product or you enjoying sitting on the couch and knitting what you're knitting very interesting two kinds of people and neither one is bad right no no but Uh you need to be aware what kind of person you are yeah because that goes back to your quote because the process is where we could get the product of controlling people right we could get that outcome if we work on it and we've developed that relationship and that person cares enough about us to let us control them because otherwise they'll just walk away right we could get that but the process we've lost quality relationship we're losing respect we're losing healthy you know so yeah yeah we, if you're a product person, we can't focus on the, the product as a healthy quality relationship, right. not this desired outcome. Right. And the process is developing it every, off, every opportunity you are with this person. We're developing it. Which does take me back to kayaking, which I love. And getting out there, there's a lot of times I will paddle over to Caladesi Island from Dunedin Causeway, which is near the station. And it's a wonderful place and gorgeous. But it's not about trying to get over there. It, a lot of times I don't even go there at all. I just paddle around down in the inlet and just watch, look at birds and whatever because of that. It's, it's just being out there. It's not trying to get somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's the journey. Wow. And so we, this is a journey we're on. We're on a journey. Every one right. of us is on a journey. And so we need to learn to surrender the circumstance. Oh, oh, that's huge too. Wait a minute. We got to write that down. That really is huge because what happens is surrender the circumstance. Talk to me about that. Well, a lot of times we are fighting whatever this is that we're trying to get someone else to do. Right. So hard that we're wearing ourselves out. We're stressing ourselves out. We're hurting the relationship. So we're fighting. So the surrender is stop the fighting. Yeah. The internal fighting. I'm not yeah. talking about, you know, the verbal or whatever. I'm talking about what's going on inside of you. Yes. It's the stress. Surrendering the yeah. circumstance. Mm-hmm. You know what? They make this choice. They could get really bad outcomes. This could really blow up. I love them. I don't want that to happen. But you know what? It's their choice. It's their choice. It's their journey. And that's exactly how we surrender the circumstance. The journey is the destination, isn't it? So no matter what it is in all of the people's lives that surround us, that inner 
interweave into our lives and family, friendships, church folks, whatever they might be, it's a real process to let them be who they are. Oh, yes. It It takes a lot of intentionality. It's hard. Because there's this culture in us that makes us want things the way we want it. You know, the Burger King mentality. Yeah. I want it my way and I want it now. Right. People don't work that way. No. No, they don't. So it, it really is important to realize that a lot of times that when we are trying to control, it's because we're afraid of the outcome that might happen if we don't intervene. Would you agree? Could be that. Fear is definitely a, a, a basis to this. Right. So what we need to go back to when we're surrendering that circumstance, whatever is, is under it, is this fear, is this I'm trying to get you know a payoff out of this, whatever is happening, is it just I think I know better, whatever is happening, we need to recognize one thing. I can only control myself and my mm. choices. So ask yourself, is this my choice and myself? then I need to learn to let it go, this circumstance. Right. So letting it go. If it's stressing you out, ask yourself, is this something I control for myself? Okay. If this is not, then we have to, sometimes we have to say, you know what, this stinks, I don't like it, but I'm going to set, that's their worry. Yeah. Or that's their choice to make. You know, and I I do my best, and I know you do too, to practice this concept. And, And I can tell you from experience, when I do that, Seriously, when I come to a point in whatever crisis or situations going on with somebody that I care about or whatever, and I want it to be better than what it is, one of my children, whatever, whenever I do get to that point, Lord, I put it in your hands. God, I mean, that's for me. Some of you out there, that's not for you, but it is for me. And when I let it go to that extent of saying, okay, I refuse to try to make this be the way I want it to be. There really is, honestly, a feeling of relief that yes, comes over you, it's a right? And, and I can really get that metaphor of the backpack with the bricks. I mean, seriously, it's like a load is lifted when you realize, I don't have to carry this anymore. It's not your stress to have. It's not my stress to have. But the problem is, I don't know, maybe we're addicted to stress in our society, but we're picking up so many. We have enough stress in life. Oh, Every yeah. one of us does. Life is hard. Stress is just constantly, you hear about it, constantly. It's the root of medical issues and problems and symptoms that, I mean, stress is a big problem. It is, and it's hard. So what we need to start doing when we're feeling stressed, look at it. Is this something that I have control and power over about myself? Or is this somebody else's issue? And if it's their issue, then we need to put it, let it go and take it and release that issue. And we can be there if somebody wants our advice. I'm not saying, oh, don't tell them your advice. If they ask you, I'm saying you don't have the right to go, oh, well, you need to do da-da-da or I'm doing this for you. That's not what we want to do. I've known a lot of people like that through the years, haven't you, doctor? Oh, my goodness, That yes. can, can do that thing of, okay, here's how, here's, okay, here's how you got to do it. This is what you got to do, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I have a really good one for you. So sometimes you go to people for advice. Right. And they'll tell you their advice. Um, I remember when I was a young parent, I would go to um, older women in the church who had already raised their children or their children were much older and ask, you know, how, you know, give me some ideas for X, Y, Z. Well, Sometimes they'll give you their advice and, you know, I'd take some advice, I'd hear it and some things I thought were okay. Some things I was like, yeah, I don't know if that would work for me, my situation. So I didn't do it. Right. They'd get totally ticked off. Exactly. What do you mean? I told you what to do. Yes. And they do. And they really would get angry. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Was this advice as a suggestion or were you commanding me to do something a certain way? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And they get very offended. Mm -hmm. And so, and I see that a lot with dealing with patients that when somebody's given them advice and they don't do it, a lot of times it hurts that relationship. Right. Yeah. And they're just baffled. Right. And so we have to remember when we're giving advice, it's a gift. Someone can choose to pick it up and unwrap it and use it, or they could just choose to take that knowledge and put it on their shelf. Wow. And that's huge when we get to that point that we acknowledge that not everybody's going to see it like we see it. Not everybody's going to accept our advice. Not everybody is going to allow us to control them, quote unquote. And a lot of uh, a lot of people won't. And therefore, relationships are hurt because of that. Oh, absolutely. So it's a benefit 
for our listening audience and for all of us to to really put this these concepts in practice in our lives don't you think i mean it's going to change our relationships with everyone yes it will and it'll take some of those bricks out of that backpack right we won't feel so weight weighed down right and we will have better quality relationships yeah and we will feel better about ourselves don't you think doctor a lot of times people ultimately do what they want to do anyway absolutely they do what they want to do anyway <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, they may give you lip service, you know, oh, yeah, great idea. Yeah, I see it. Oh, yeah. And then turn right around and do what they want to do anyway. Yes, they do. You know, it's funny because. <laughs> Is that because they have a free will? They do have they a free do. will. And so people that? are not going <laughs> to. They let people have perception of control a lot oh, of yeah. times. Oh, yeah. A lot of times that's just to butter them up and make them feel better. You and know? I'll see this with, um, this was cute. There was this little old couple, and they'd probably been married for 50 years or so, and the wife did not want the husband doing chewing tobacco, and he was not going to do it in front of her. But, well, you would see him go sneak a little side out for a few minutes and then get rid of it, and he was doing what he wanted to do. Sure. He just didn't let her know. Exactly. So it happens, and that's because we have free will, and we right. want to exercise it. So I guess we've said a whole lot of profound things tonight, and I don't think we're done with this subject. We may have to go on with it next week or sometime soon because we all struggle with this in one degree or another. We do. Whether we're the controller or whether we're the one being controlled. And sometimes we're in some relationships one and other relationships the other. Exactly. Wow. This has been fun. We love doing these shows. We love to hear from you. And Dr. Angel accumulates questions. So send them to goyard2014 at gmail.com. And uh, we give you the email address because a lot of times your questions are pretty long and involved. Goyard2014 at gmail.com. And you can listen to this show. Again, here on podcast on Tan Talk uh, later this week, and at the end of every month, our webmaster puts the shows for that month. November shows are going on our website in the next couple days, and that is goyard2014.org. So we want to hear from you anytime. You can use our Google text number 247-365, and that is 727-888-4171. This has been a great time, and this has been... Dr. Angel <laughs> and Mama Mac bringing you Go Yard and hoping you have a great week. Hit some home runs out there, guys, and we will see you next week. Good have night. A WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen.